Sup, you beautiful bastards. Hope you've had a fantastic Thursday. Welcome back to the Philip DeFranco Show, and let's just jump into it. And the first thing we're gonna talk about today is actually a quickie story, but a crazy story out of Phoenix, Arizona. All right, so normally when you hear a story about a car crash, you imagine, okay, well, that's worst case scenario, right? You're probably sad to hear that happen, but uh, it turns out that was one of the best case scenarios here. And you'll understand why as we watch this video that the Phoenix Police Department released on their Facebook page. Okay, simple enough. You see a couple, they're pushing a stroller across the intersection and then, oh, there you go. Right, you see that couple just feet away from being completely obliterated. Well, all of a sudden that Chevy Cruze obviously gets involved with the accident, but just prevents disaster. Now, according to reports after the crash, police said the driver and another woman in the Jeep ran from the crash, but a witness stopped the man. The woman was not found. And reportedly the driver of the Jeep was identified as 23-year-old Ernesto Otanas Oveso and was arrested for DUI, aggravated assault, and another weapons charge. And reportedly, the driver of the Chevy Cruze was hurt, but the injuries were not life-threatening. And obviously, we wish for the best of the person driving that vehicle. It seems like an accidental hero. The timing of all of this is just insane, and uh, kind of the note that I want to leave on this quickie story is just remember that we are incredibly lucky to have whatever life that we have right now. We won the ultimate game of lottery to live this life, which, yes, life is life. It can be devastating and hard, but... Man, it can, it can just go at any instant. And also, don't drink and drive, you inconsiderate, stupid motherfuckers. It's pretty simple. And then let's talk about this really important story around bullying and why you may have seen Stand With Raiden trending on Twitter today. Right, and the story actually traces back to last month when we saw two videos going viral. And those videos both feature a 12-year-old autistic boy by the name of Raiden Overbay being bullied. And when I say being bullied, I mean, these videos show kids just full-on punching Raiden. The first shows multiple kids ganging up on him outside of a mobile home park. And then another video posted the day after that shows more kids attacking Raiden in a boy's restroom at Yukon Middle School in Oklahoma. So like I said, those videos go up, they then go viral. Then on September 16th, you had the Yukon superintendent saying that the school was investigating the videos with police. Police also confirming that all of the kids in both videos had been identified as students at Yukon Middle School. And notably here at this time, police said that they were working to determine whether or not to file charges. With a police major saying that those charges could include bullying, but also assault and battery. And as far as the school, officials said that they had taken disciplinary actions. Though, since we're talking about minors here, we won't ever actually know how those situations were handled. But also, just days after these videos went viral, we saw Raiden's parents come forward. And at a news conference, we saw Raiden's father in tears saying this. It's got to stop, no matter what. Whether it's my son, somebody else's son, or daughter, it's got to stop. A few people decided to record it on video because they thought it was funny. Is the only reason that I'm sitting in front of you today. Some of those kids claim to be my son's friend. And that's hard. <laughs> And if that wasn't hard enough, Raiden's parents also say that this has been happening for years. In fact, his mother says that she's actually seen kids walk up to him and just punch him square in the stomach since he was eight or nine. But notably here, you also had his parents saying that they forgive the kids bullying their son, also asking adults to quit bullying the students who bullied their son. They made a mistake. They're 12, they're 13. They got a life to live. We want to stand here and say, stop bullying. Stand against bullies, stop bullying. You can't turn around and go, now let's get a group and go beat these kids up. That's not how fixing bullying works. Which, on that note, it wasn't just people calling these kids out online. Reportedly, people have also been issuing death threats to these kids and publishing their addresses online. And as far as why we saw this story pop up again, why we saw this trending, well, you had people closer to the actual release of the videos like Justin Wren, who's a professional MMA fighter, reaching out. Notably, Wren actually heads an anti-bullying charity called Fight for the Forgotten. He was actually at that news conference with the parents. We also have now seen other fighters and athletes getting involved. People like MMA fighter Dylan Dennis sharing a recording of the video on Twitter and saying, this is 
very sad. We are all here for you, brother. Please tag anyone that knows him or his parents. I would like to reach out. And that post just blew up. It got the attention of many athletes. People like Cleveland Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield saying, unbelievable that kids could actually be this mean and spiteful. Shame on the parents of the ones picking on Raiden. These videos are hard to watch and that's only what has been caught on video. And of course, that was just a small snippet. There was a lot of support rolling in. And as far as my reaction to this, uh, I'm not on board with these people that are doxing these kids and their families that are that are issuing death threats. But what I will say, uh, all of those kids, right, who, who assaulted Raiden, who watched and laughed and they did nothing, fuck those kids. You little disgusting cowards. And also, fuck the parents involved in this situation. If after finding out that their kid was involved in this, they did more to just like protect their child than, than make sure that their child doesn't turn out to be an even bigger piece of shit, which if they were involved in this, they're leaning towards. And really, I mean, they're already there. They're, they're on the podium for the piece of shit Olympics. It's just a matter of if you're going to help solidify them on that block. Or you're gonna be a parent and try to make sure that this is the worst choice that they ever made in their life and they never even come close to it again. And I really hope Raiden, especially with this, this outpouring of love and support, and also others that, that go through things that are similar, that you realize that what is happening to you is not okay. It is also not a showcasing of you being weak or being less than. If anything, that is a showcasing of the people bullying you. But that's where I'll leave it before I end up saying something that I regret. Uh, and of course, I'd love to know your guys' thoughts on this story. Then in good old gaming slash internet business news, we, we are once again seeing news around Mixer. Because the team over at Mixer were like, you know what'd be cooler than grabbing the largest Twitch streamer on the platform? Getting pretty much the other biggest streamer on that platform. And today we saw the massive streamer that is Shroud announcing that he's moving to Mixer. Hey Mike. Yeah. What should do you in? I'm making moves. Benji misses you. Oh, hi Benji. You know, just like I said, after it was announced that Ninja was moving to Mixer, it's once again gonna be interesting to see what kind of waves this makes. You know, with these massive acquisitions of key talent, Mixer is kind of brute forcing their way into the streaming conversation. And it has the potential to change the landscape in general because yes, in addition to the, these massive creators going there, you, you hopefully get more viewers, more smaller streamers going, you know what, maybe I can gain some audience because of this big announcement. It also potentially puts the stress on Mixer's competitors for those companies to try and lock people down with guaranteed deals. More so than what they may or may be providing now and or bigger than what they are providing now. But then lastly, as I closed out the, the Ninja story last time, you know, we won't know the true success and failure of this for months to come. Right, everyone will tune in for an unsuspected move, a big swing, the fireworks. You know, what about six months from now? And I think that is gonna be fascinating to see. You know, I really agree with the, the likes of Blake Robbins, who tweeted, there is an interesting case study being formed here around whether people are more loyal to platform versus streamer. And also a note that he connected there. The real winner here continues to be YouTube's VOD business. They continue to get all highlights and VODs from the biggest creators in the world without having to sign massive deals. Which I imagine YouTube's response would be, hey, don't, don't, don't let with no reason to talk about things like that. <laughs> but yeah, for those that care about the streaming space, I'd really love to know your thoughts on this move. And also people that are fans of Shroud and or Ninja Ninja, you know, one, how did uh, the ninja's move affect you? Do you still follow him? And for the Shroud fans, do you think that you'll follow him? And then let's talk about a story involving Lizzo, who, if you do not know, is the person responsible for why your girlfriend, your wife, your lady friend in general has maybe at some point just blurted out 
you could have had a bad bitch. Which is a line from her song, Truth Hurts, which is also at the center of this story. If you don't know, there's actually been a lot of drama and accusations surrounding the song, stemming from arguably one of the most infamous lines. I just took a DNA test. Turns out I'm 100% that bitch. Right, and for those unaware, Truth Hurts was actually released back in 2017, but the song picked up widespread success earlier this year after it was featured in Netflix's Someone Great. It has also sat on the Billboard Hot 100 for seven weeks now, and if that success carries through one more week, it could possibly break the record for the longest running number one rap song by a female artist ever. And while songwriting disputes are not uncommon in the music industry, as seen in high-profile copyright cases involving Robin Thicke's Blurred Lines and Katy Perry's Dark Horse, the dispute over Truth Hurts is actually somewhat unusual for two reasons. First, it sparked a huge debate over the origins of the DNA test lyric, which has also launched conversations about the line between inspiration and plagiarism in cases like these. And second, Truth Hurts faces claims that it borrowed from an unreleased song. Okay, so there's this British performer by the name of Mina Lioness, who has claimed that she is the original creator of the line, which she tweeted out on February 24th, 2017, about seven months before the song was released. Now Lizzo initially denied that Mina was the source of the song's inspiration, saying, quote, I've never seen this before in my life. And in response to the accusations of stealing, Lizzo said, that's crazy. But you know, there's 10 billion people on the planet. The odds of multiple people having the same idea are very high. The odds of multiple people putting it in song with millions of streams are low though. Nothing new under the sun. Mina Lioness ended up being frustrated by that response and took to social media to hit back at Lizzo and her team, tweeting, what I cannot get over is how brazen Lizzo and her team have been in ignoring my whole presence. They're doing it because they know I have no capital to address her. I'm just the poor black girl from London that don't have a dog in the fight. But the accusations of stealing do not end there. Justin and Jeremiah Raisin, known as the Raisin Brothers, and another songwriter by the name of Justin Yves Rothman have also been fighting for credit on the song. As explained in a New York Times article on the matter last week, the brothers argue that that same line, feels so cheesy reading it every time, but I just took a DNA test, turns out I'm 100% that bitch, was actually used in an unreleased track called Health from an April 2017 studio session with Lizzo and other songwriters. And last week, Justin Raisin posted a video on Instagram with music from Truth Hurts overlaid with the unreleased song. In that caption reading, we were never contacted about being credited for the use of the parts of healthy melody, lyrics, and chords that appear in Truth Hurts. After reaching out to co-writer, producer Ricky Reed and Lizzo's team about fixing it, we put the song in dispute in 2017 when it came out. We've tried to sort this out quietly for the last two years, only asking for 5% each, but we're shut down every time. And while the video doesn't seem to provide evidence that the Raisins and Rothman actually contributed to the writing of the line, Justin Raisin told the Washington Post that the melody, quote, was written over the beat that we came up with. Right, so there is that, and then yesterday we see Lizzo address the accusations of stealing on social media. Writing, as I've shared before in 2017 while working on a demo, I saw a meme that resonated with me, a meme that made me feel like 100% that bit. I sang that line in the demo and I later used the line in Truth Hurts. The men who now claim a piece of Truth Hurts did not help me write any part of that song. They had nothing to do with the line or how I chose to sing it. Then adding, there was no one in the room when I wrote Truth Hurts except me, Ricky Reed, and my tears. And then closing, I later learned that a tweet inspired the meme. The creator of the tweet is the person I am sharing my success with, not these men, period. And minutes later, we saw Mina Lina seem to confirm Lizzo's comment, tweeting, I just took a DNA test. Turns out I'm a credited writer for the number one song on Billboard. I want to publicly thank Lizzo and her entire management team for embracing me and reaching out. And as first reported by Variety, Lizzo has also now hit back against the Raisin Brothers with a lawsuit. And in that, she's asking a judge to reject the men's claim of ownership or contribution, with a suit claiming the brothers embarked on an escalating campaign of harassment against Lizzo and others involved with the song's creation, threatening to go public if they did not receive compensation for their share of 
the work. And after Lizzo's social media response, the Raisin Brothers spoke with the Los Angeles Times, expressing their disappointment with her statement. They specifically took issue with her referring to Healthy as a demo and refusing to mention them by name. Justin Raisin telling the Times, it's not in line with what she stands for and preaches for and is preaching about. We've said nothing but nice things about her and now to find out that she's actually pointing her finger at us, these quote unquote men, is extremely saddening and it's painful because people don't do this to other people. It's just not fair. I've never dealt with anything like this in the music industry. And then in a second interview with the paper, which took place after the news of the lawsuit was made public, Justin Raisin called the move, quote, a complete abuse of power and really, really bad for the music community. Also adding that the situation has made him consider leaving the music industry altogether. Though saying, we'll go to court, we'll win. We'll take a lot more money, not that that's what I want. I just want the right thing to be done. And then adding, and then I'll take Lizzo to court because I've almost been checked into a psychiatric recovery center twice because of all of this damage and psychological stress I've been through. And meanwhile, you have Jeremiah Raisin saying that he's actually the person who persuaded Lizzo to use the infamous line in the song. And so for now, it seems like it's gonna be up to the court to decide who deserves credit for the mega hit. And obviously we'll be keeping our eyes on it because you know it's interesting in general, but it's also reignited conversations about what exactly constitutes songwriting and what amount of collaboration, inspiration, or presence warrants credit. And around the debate and this story, of course, I'd love to know your thoughts on this. And that's where I'm going to end today's show. And hey, if you like today's video, hit that like button. If you're new here, you want more of these in the future, hit that subscribe button and definitely tap that bell to turn on notifications. And hey, if you're not 100% filled in, you're looking for more to watch, you can definitely check out that brand new podcast I just put out, or maybe you wanna check out that new Rogue Rocket deep dive, you can click or tap right there to watch either of those. But with that said, of course, as always, my name's Philip DeFranco, you've just been filled in, I love yo faces, and I'll see you next time.